0: current events prophecy update for uh, today or this week will be titled 2020, A Benchmark Year for America. And I'm going to start this out by reading a couple scriptures from the great book of Zechariah chapter 13, verse 8. It says, and it shall come to pass that in all the land, saith the Lord, two parts therein shall be cut off and die, but the third shall be left therein. And I will bring the third part through the fire and refine them as silver is refined, and I will try them as gold is tried. They shall call on my name and I will hear them. I uh, I will say, it is my people and they shall say, the Lord is my God. So you know, when you think about the year 2020 and you think, why is this year so different than the rest of the years? Well. You know, well, I'll just name a few things that make it so different. We all know coronavirus, uh, governors exercising dictatorial powers over their states, tearing down of statues, protests, rioting, um, forced mask wearing, massive uh, election fraud, and on and on the list goes. 2020, everybody th- everybody's, you know saying to themselves or thinking to themselves, when will this year be over so we can get back to normal? When will 2020 be over? Uh, And, you know, I don't know if it's gonna get back to normal after 2020. Um, It seems like we're entering into a little bit of a new era here and uh, an era of trial and testing. Um, but, But 2020 isn't just another year based off of everything that's happening, obviously. Uh, november 2020 actually marks the 400th year of the landing of the mayflower on plymouth rock um, an event that most recognize as the official birthday of america so in other words we're living in a benchmark year whether we're having coronavirus or any of this other stuff or not because it's the 400th year uh since america was born um you know in in 2000 june of 2019 you guys may have remembered me bringing up this 400 years of uh, America um, in our studies in the book of Genesis. And, and in that study, I was actually just looking at it the other day. It popped up on one of my feeds. Uh, in that study, I mentioned that um, being that the number 400 is coming up here, um, God seems to deal with nations at, in periods of 400 years. And I thought, well... I think we're going to probably see some kind of a change in America, whether it's good or bad. I don't know. And uh, I totally forgot that we had been talking about that. Now, looking back, well, that was before the coronavirus was even known and so forth. So, I mean, am I trying to say I'm some kind of a prophet I uh, foretold of? No, what I'm trying to say is, uh, you know, when you're a student of the Bible, you can recognize patterns in history as well as biblical prophecy. And so you can kind of guess that something, you know, you can kind of guesstimate on certain things. And I knew, you know, just in the past, again, God dealt with the Israelites in segments of 400 years. The children of Israel were in slavery in Egypt for 400 years, and they came out and so on. So um, interesting that that uh, that actually... uh, came to pass. But something interesting, when we look into the number 400, you know, God has everything designed according to, num- you know, if, in nature, when you look at everything, there's patterns of numbers in nature and the structure of how he created everything. Um, time is the same to him. He's got everything structured uh, according to time. And so when you look at the number 400, it's actually 10 times 40. Well, what's the significance of that? Well, we know 40 is the number of probation. It's the number of trial or testing. Jesus was in the wilderness for 40 days being tempted of the devil. The children of Israel were 40 years in the wilderness to be tested tested and tried before they could enter the promised land. And so when you see 10 times 40... That's really what you're doing is you're you're amplifying the number of uh, probation or trial. And it seems like that's the period we're heading into right now. I mean, think about it. Right now, we are living under a dictatorship in Minnesota. We would have never thought uh, such a thing was possible, you know, two years ago. We, we literally uh, cannot go, uh, you, you literally cannot go over to your neighbor's house or your uh, uh, relatives' house that don't live with you without being threatened with a thousand dollar fine or 90 days in jail. Think about that. That's, that's, we, we think about the Soviet Union being bad. I mean, uh, yeah, the Soviet Union was bad and uh, in, in many cases worse than this, but this is pretty bad. This is pretty bad um, what we're living in right now. Um, all right, so we're, we're looking at 400 being the emph- emphatic year of uh, trials or testing. Um, and, and so we, we think about this, we think, okay, so w- a lot of people are wondering, where, where do we come out of this? Do we come out of this better? Does America have sort of a, a revival of its greatness uh, on the world stage and its greatness within? Or do we get taken over by the radical communists that want to control every aspect of our life. Um, I think we're at a crossroads here. I don't know which way it's going to go, to be honest with you. I just know that we seem to be in a very, very uh, important time that we've got to stay focused and stay close to God's Word more so than probably any other time. Um, All right. So um, being that we're talking about the year this being a year of trial or tribulation you know we've had a pretty cushiony life most of us you know besides our personal trials and temptations but as a nation it's been pretty a pretty cush life we haven't had a lot of uh you know turmoil or you know threats of losing our freedom and stuff like that other than some bad crooked politicians um so we're, we're just not used to this. But you think back to the Mayflower. It was a treacherous two-month journey across the Atlantic, uh, across the Atlantic Ocean where only half of the passengers survived. Uh, and they were fleeing religious persecution from Europe to come here to be free, to be able to live out biblical Christianity. And they were willing to make that sacrifice. Um, you know, I think we've, we've kind of forgotten what it takes to be free. We were handed, we inherited this great country and uh, we are living off of its benefits, but we forgot what it took to, to, uh, to have what we have. Uh, maybe, maybe this, all that's going on is God's way of reminding us, hey, if you really want freedom, if you really want to uh, have a blessed land and a blessed inheritance to leave your children, uh, you have to remember that it comes at a price. And maybe we will have to uh, suffer uh, much like those before us had to suffer at times. Um, All right. Which brings me to one other point here I wanted to mention. Um, You know, there are many, many times great blessings come after periods of trial. Again, you had the children of Israel, they were trapped by Pharaoh. You know, Pharaoh had them trapped by the Red Sea and Pharaoh thought he had them and, and, they, and he was going to defeat them. Um, and it was a very troublous time. All the Israelites were probably you know, doubting at that time, saying, oh my gosh, the, well, we know they did. Did, the, did God lead us out here to have us die in the wilderness? And what did God do? He opened up the Red Sea and the children of Israel went over. So we have to expect that sometimes, um, from here on out, things are going to look really bad. And we don't want to be one of those people that just throws in the towel and says, "Oh, it all sucks. It's not. We're not. There's no hope. We're just gonna, uh, you know, it's just gonna be bad from here on out." Because we don't know. God could miraculously bring us into a better place, and you could have another 400 years of uh, American greatness. Um, we don't know that. You know, the uh, the Israelite nation before they lost their freedom and were taken captive. Uh, they, their nation lasted for about 800 years before that happened. So America's only 400 years. So you never know. Um, you also had uh, the wars against the Canaanites before the children of Israel were able to inhabit the promised land. That wasn't easy. Okay, That took a lot of suffering, a lot of sacrifice. You look back at Job, he lost everything before being restored double. So there was suffering before great blessing. Okay, so what am I saying? I'm saying that it's possible we could be going through a period like that or it's possible we could be going right into the New World Order beast government. I don't know. Um, Another example of that, Jesus suffering on the cross before his glorious resurrection. And on the list goes great suffering before great blessings. Um, So what makes me hopeful is this. We've got some people in place to fight back and to actually help restore America. There are some things happening that are, that are positives while we have all these negatives. Um, John MacArthur here, a uh, famous Bible teacher from California, uh, he wrote, he tweeted this, he says, it's divine providence at work as the Lord uses the death of Ruth, Gator, uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, the hubris of New York Governor Cuomo, And the determination of at real Donald Trump and the convictions of Justice Barrett to protect the freedom of his church. And the article that he posted uh, that he tweeted about here um, was about the Supreme Court overruling uh, Governor Cuomo of New York's uh, ruling against the church as being able to meet. I can't remember if he put restrictions on the numbers or what he did. But the Supreme Court shot him down. So there are a lot of good things happening at the same time. Um, I guess in short, right now, we're in a battle. We're in a clash of two kingdoms. The kingdom of darkness versus the kingdom of light. And, um, and the war is on and the war is raging. So um, that gives us hope that we have good people in place to do good things. Uh, you know, it's funny, and you think of Donald Trump. There was this, maybe I, I shouldn't say this, but in the Army, in one of our train-ups before going overseas, there was one of this trainer that I'll never forget it. He, he would uh, have us, or he would always be saying, I'm trying to remember how it went now. Yeah, stay alert, stay alive. I don't know if you had the same guy or not. Uh, I don't remember. So we can do bad things to bad people you know, and Donald Trump seems like one of those guys that wants to do bad things to bad people. Uh, so um, anyways, Zechariah chapter 13, verse eight uh, and nine, I read that in the beginning and, and somebody might be wondering, what do what we read? Are two thirds of Americans going to die, you know, um, from, the, from some kind of a pestilence or disease or whatnot? Now, I don't know if this verse is to be taken literally or not, but it's interesting. It does seem to fit what's going on spiritually in our nation. Two-thirds of our people, um, we like to think it's closer to half, are, or I'm sorry, uh, one-third of our people are very dedicated in preserving America's freedom. It it seems like that, roughly. Uh, We got about, then you got the people in the middle that will just cast their vote for Trump because they're the silent Trump voter. They're not really passionate about freedom and and things like that but they're but they're at least you know somewhat decent people and they they kind of know what's right and wrong um and then you have two-thirds if we were to go uh if we were to you know talk about this you got two-thirds that are basically um um uh well I guess you could say right now you got at least about a third that are just totally bad. So I'm not trying to say that this is exactly what's going on, but it's interesting. Will it play out like this? Will we end up with one third of a dedicated uh, group of people in America that try to preserve it against two thirds? Um, It it sure seems like we're kind of heading that way because even after a while, some people that have been, that you thought were on your side, eventually after the temptations and the the world keeps creeping in on them eventually a lot of those you know some of those people fall away and they get sucked back they get sucked into the world that way but um, it'll be interesting um, all right verse 9 of chapter 48 i just got a couple scriptures to read to close up this current events for my name's sake, will I defer mine anger? And for my praise, will I refrain for thee that I cut thee not off? Okay, he's, Back in Isaiah here, he's talking about the Israelites here. He's saying, I'm not going to totally cut you off. I'm going to save you, not for your sake, but for my name's sake. Verse 10, he says, behold, now check this out. I have refined thee. But not with silver, I have chosen thee in the furnace of affliction. Why did I grab this verse here? Well, again, God has it in his plan to bring his people, the people he's chosen, through the fire of affliction, to purify them, to take away the thing. Everybody knows that when you go through trials and temptations uh, and you come out of it, you come out a stronger... Uh, person uh, with um, a lot better mindset. Verse 11, for mine own sake, even for mine own sake, will I do it, for how should my name be polluted? And I will not give my glory unto another. So again, God says he's going to save Israel, but not because they're so righteous and so great, but for his own namesake, because, uh, you know, it gets to a certain point. You look at how anti Christian. The left has gotten. I mean, think about the Democrat Party. They are they are the party of abortion, gay marriage, transgenderism, socialism. Um, did I miss any? <laughs> I Missed probably a whole bunch. But you think about that. How could one party be for everything that is anti-Bible? I mean, that tells you who's in control of that party now. It didn't always used to be like that, but now at this point, they're the The man who controls their party, obviously, um, is Satan himself. I mean, there's no other way that a party could totally be against the Bible. Um, I'll I'll go on. They're anti-American. The Democrat Party, they hate the founding of America. They're trying to tell us that it was all racist and, you know, genocide and all these types of things, which I think we'll touch on a little bit next week, maybe in our current events message. But anyways, I will close that up for and take any questions or comments
1: well, I think overall just like you were saying about the refining I think that if anything good comes out of it a lot like you know like on 9-11 it forced a lot of people to question things and uh, you know the churches filled up I don't know if we're seeing that necessarily but I think it is kind of separating the, the God fearing from the Godless you know? mm-hmm. You got to you got to pick a side now. Before it wasn't necessarily that way. You know, there was a lot of in betweeners and uh, you know fence Walkers. And, uh, so I don't know. Uh, in a positive note, I think that it, that's exactly what it's doing. It's people are either opening their eyes to God and, and having a healthy fear of God and realizing there's more to life than just accumulating goods, and um, and then the other are. Becoming more and more uh, serving at the altar of uh, environmentalism and government and you know all the things that the government can provide for them and the safety the government Mm. can provide. So I I look at it as a good thing.
0: Yeah, I guess yeah. A a period of um, refining it it does separate. It separates the good from the bad. That's what refining is, and uh, not just to individuals, but the big groups we really are seeing that a separation.
2: You know, they want to tear down history, the statues and mm-hmm. things like that, and that's BLM and Antifa and them guys. You know, well, isn't slavery history too? Shouldn't we tear that down and get rid of it? I mean, you can't have it both ways. Oh, yeah. Let's get rid of the history of white people to keep the history of black people so that you remember how bad we were. Yeah. It, it's kind of like when I worked at the casino <clears throat> it was all for one race, their race. You know, you were just a number, you know. It's, we you can't have it both ways.
0: You think about how the the education system and the media are presenting um you know so they have this thing where they they talk about America they they started at 1619 with the the plant America starting with the planting of Jamestown instead of the landing of the Mayflower but um they they basically you know trying to make it look like the founding of America was evil and if we would have just left the indians alone and not taking their land that would have been the righteous thing to do but what we did was evil now I, i think to myself okay so what you're telling me is you prefer uh you would have preferred america to remain a land where ritual child sacrifice was performed um you know where they were throwing people off the top of uh temples other kinds of human sacrifices, all kinds of nature worship. I mean, um, they forget what the, the, what the Indians stood for. Yeah, there were a few loyal type, uh, uh, loyal Indians that actually helped us. But guess what? A lot of those ones that were loyal and helped us had been over to Europe and back. So they had been educated by Europe and back and they were to help. So what, what we're looking at here is they're trying to justify paganism and condemn Christianity. And that's what it's really about. So obviously America would not have been better off had the pilgrims never landed here and uh, the Christians had not conquered this land. I mean, th- you think about it. There's not a country on this planet that where one people didn't take the land away from another people. Um, if we were to condemn the Americans, then we'd have to condemn the Israelites for conquering the land of Canaan because it was for the same purposes. I mean, the the... Pilgrims, when they landed here, they said it was for the glory of God and the advancement of the Christian faith. Were they perfect in doing that? Obviously, no. The Israelites weren't perfect either, but they were definitely more righteous than the Canaanites, than the pagans. Um, so it's, it's, it's silly. It comes down to is they, they hate Christianity and they love paganism. Um, any other questions or comments?
2: Foreign and domestic. <laughs> we'll have the army on our side or not, or will it be a government-controlled army? I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I've always thought of that. You know, I mean, if we ever get to the point where it's everything breaks loose, mm-hmm. you know. Uh,
0: well, if I think if you had a if America did fall apart like that, it wouldn't probably be all of the army or none of the army. You'd probably have factions because there are good leaders uh good military leaders and bad military leaders obama filled the military with a bunch of bad ones uh you know it took eight years of j- doing whatever he could to corrupt the military so i don't know if we ever an- ended up in a civil war it wouldn't be the north versus the south or this group versus that group it would be all kinds of factions fighting each other and it would it, yeah it would be uh crazy it, it